It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think the Cowboys, you know, again, that that was a that was a game they 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 needed. They fumbled it, and uh, that that one hurts uh, just a little bit. But they are down, but they're not as much of a down clown show as the Raiders are right now. Two and seven on the season. Uh, how do we tackle this one here, man? Like, okay, so the Raiders take on the Colts, and the Colts were an absolute coming into the game, a total clown show. Um, but man. Uh, they reinsert Matt Ryan into the lineup and you know, Jonathan Taylor looks like the guy that we expected him to be at the start of the season, 22 carries for Jonathan Taylor, 147 yards on the ground, a touchdown 6.7 yards per carry. Dude looked great, Matt. Yeah, dude looked great. And you know, I think there's still a chance he's playing with an injury, right? Because you know, he was dealing with a high ankle sprain and there's everything like that. But Dude, yeah, the Raiders, man. I mean, oh my God, we can we can get into them in a second, but I'm man. I almost it makes me feel a little bit bad again retroactively for Frank Reich because I mean we all know that Jim Irsay went down to Frank Reich and said you're benching Matt Ryan and you're going right. to play Sam Ellinger the rest of the season, which again I cannot keep. I mean, you got to keep coming back to the fact that that was an insane thing for them to say an insane thing for them to say. So they, but, and then as soon as they get Frank Reich to hell up out of there, you know, Jeff Saturday apparently sat down. I read the uh, story from Jim Trotter, uh, NFL.com about it. Okay. Apparently Jeff Saturday checked in on Matt Ryan. Like, Hey man, you know, I was, I was a guy that got benched in green Bay. Forgot about Jeff Saturday. Even played for the Packers there for second. He's like, I got benched in green Bay for playing poorly. Like, how are you doing with all this? And then by the, they have a conversation. Jeff Saturday thinks on it. They're starting Matt Ryan by the, in Jeff Saturday's first game. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like you fired Frank, right? Cause you made him go to, cause the offense right. stunk. Cause you made him go to Sam Ellinger. And like, I, there's right. obviously a lot of other stuff going on there, but it's like, man, it just made me feel a little bit bad for Frank Reich again. But yeah, obviously they play Matt Ryan. Their offense looks competent. It's able to go up and down against a bad defense. And, the Raiders for the hundredth year in a row, it seems like, have a terrible defense. I mean, Matt Ryan had a thirty-nine yard run against. The oh Raiders. my God, that was Matt the Ryan. slow. That was the slowest thirty-nine yards I've ever seen. It was like it like took two minutes to complete. I'm like, why? There's no. Where are the defenders? Where are the Raiders? What was, what was Matt Ryan's next gen stats miles per hour on that play? Oh my five. I don't know, man. It was so bad. It just it's just crazy that I'm like, how is he still running? Like, and Oh, Oh, oh he's still running. Oh, okay. He's still running. Like, my, my God, where are the defenders? Where are they? Like, how is this guy racking up a 40? 17.7, 17.7 miles per hour. There you go. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that either. <laughs> Check the data on that one. Uh, Michael Lopez, uh, who, uh, from, who does data analytics for the NFL, said it was Matt Ryan's fastest speed since week eight of 2020. I mean, it was like his most – that 39-yard run was more yards total than he's had in a game 
That's in like amazing. the last six years or something. I right. mean, just yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. embarrassing. But look, Crazy. the offense was not competent. It was not NFL caliber with Sam Ellinger out there because Sam Ellinger is not, and I don't want to be mean to the guy, but he's not an NFL caliber quarterback. But correct, you get Matt Ryan in there, you get the timing passes to Michael Pittman. You know, mm-hmm. he has seven catches on nine targets. You get the you get the ball out on time to Paris Campbell, and then the Raiders forget how to tackle him. I mean, it's just that <laughs> you're able to run a real NFL offense. But yeah, like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm still very obviously. Look, the fact that Jeff Saturday won his first start doesn't vindicate everything that the Colts have done no. over the last week at all. But um, they ran the ball better than they had at any point this year. That that is for sure. Yeah, I, and I think I talked about it on this show. I can't remember if I did or was it on the main. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I I know I talked about it at some point that Jeff Saturday, given his background and you know what what he's gonna do, obviously he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience. No, he has no head coaching experience. Uh, no coach. No. Coach yeah, yeah. Sorry. Please. He's got no coaching experience at all. <laughs> <clears throat> but what he can do, he could talk about O line play, right? So like you you figured, okay, he come in at least put hyper focus on the O line and maybe get these boys in order. Maybe get these guys. Uh, in a little bit better shape than they were in weeks previous. And maybe that would help the run game. Maybe that would help Jonathan Taylor. And all those maybes turned into actualities because that's actually what happened. I do want to point out that the Raiders up until this point actually were a very good run defense. Okay, so 3.98 yards per carry allowed to running backs. That was the fifth best in the NFL. And when just isolated against running backs, right, top five in rush yards over expected and also top six in rush defense EPA. So this is a unit that I didn't have a lot of hope for for Jonathan Taylor to put up big numbers. I thought, okay, maybe he puts up respectable numbers because he's Jonathan Taylor. But no, he put up big numbers, 6.7 yards per carry for Jonathan Taylor, again, against a defense that up until this week had been pretty good. So I guess it kind of dovetails into the next topic, which is, are the Raiders bad? I know it's a simple question, and I know you're looking at it and you're saying they're 2-7 and seven on the season. Of course, they're bad, James. But to me, it's not that simple, right? Because they're 0-6 in one-score games, and they've led three of those seven losses by 17 points. So... Is it variance or is it just bad coaching? Is it Josh McDaniels? Is it the offense? Like, where are we going with this Raiders team? I think they're bad. Um, here's a stat about the Raiders. Their defense, just overall, all, it allows the third highest yards per play. Um, they allow the seventh most first downs per game, but they've allowed, uh, they rank 20th in terms of explosive plays allowed per game. So it's not like they give up these big chunk plays. They just get, they just get pushed around, right? I mean, yeah. Mm. And then yesterday, of course, they've allowed they allowed a lot of explosive plays, but th- their defense is bad. Their pass defense is bad. I, I, you know what I think, James? I think that the Devonte Adams trade, which may have been may or may not have been misguided. I mean, it certainly doesn't look good in, in, in hindsight for right. anybody involved, right? I mean, if anybody yeah. like, can, everybody just go ahead and click the undo on that one, hit exactly. the reset on the console. Golly. Um. I think it masked what was a was a really flawed roster. Um, you know they got and and I think their playoff run last year did that a little bit too. I mean Derek Carr like has these really good seasons at certain times, um, but I think he's an average quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that you can win with, not win because of. Their offensive line is a problem. I mean it was a problem on paper heading into this year. Um, their defense was like 
Chandler Jones, they signed him. He hasn't really given him anything. Max Crosby's been great, but like, can you name one other Raiders defensive no. player that's like, yeah, that, that guy's a difference maker? No, like a needle, no. even a needle mover at all. I don't, I don't think you nope. can. No. So, like, what what's good about this roster? Like, what what was a strength of this team heading into it? What was supposed to be the passing game? Devontae Adams have been good. Um, I think he's been Devontae Adams. He's been a great player. But Darren Waller, I think I believe the stat is that Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs have all played together for like a combined forty six plays this year. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. And by the way, Josh Jacobs wasn't even supposed to be part of that. It wasn't. It was supposed to be a big three, not a big four. Like Josh Jacobs has been <laughs> a revelation for them this yeah. year, and he wasn't even supposed right. to be a big part of like the equation. So to me, it's just like I don't like coming into this year. The thing that was supposed to be really good about the Raiders and potentially make like put them into the mix in the AFC was they were going to have this spread it out pass attack with Darren Waller creating mismatches, Hunter Renfro creating mismatches in the slot, and Devontae Adams being the best wide receiver in the NFL outside. And like they just haven't had that this year. And then beyond that, their offensive line can't pass protect and their defense can't stop anybody. So to me, James, the question is simple, and I believe it's just it is what it is. Yeah, the Raiders are not good. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me focus in a little bit on the coaching, though, right? Like, is Josh McDaniels, is he a problem, right? And, and to me, I, I kind of look at, like, the usage of Hunter Renfro versus Matt Collins and say to myself, is that smart coaching <laughs> to have Matt Collins play significantly more snaps than Hunter Renfro? And, and I get it. Hunter Renfro has been injured, but I'm just saying even when healthy – He's not a guy that's on the field 100% of the snaps, whereas Matt Collins is. That, to me, seems like a little bit of a problem. As a matter of fact, Hunter Renfro has played less than 80% of the snaps on five of six games that he has played. Matt Collins, on the other hand, has played north of 90% pretty much every single damn game. So maybe the dude's not putting the guys, the right guys, in the right spot, letting them win where they can win. Because, hey, listen. I'm not even saying Hunter Renfro's a guy because he's not. He's a good player. This dude had 100 receptions last year, Matt. Like, Mm -hmm. how was he not part, an integral part of this offense? And it's weird, too, because you'd think, like, oh, coming from Josh McDaniels' offense is like what they did in New England. He's They're going to emphasize the slot receiver, right? Um, Mm -hmm. He was a guy that looked pretty bankable. But, yeah, the fact that they've made him sort of like a bit, you know, almost in a weird way, I wonder if, I wonder if Josh McDaniels looks at it as, and I have no idea. I'm just totally speculating. Looks at it as like, well, the best thing we do right now is we run the ball. And I think they've been a little overrun heavy at times. Like Devontae Adams has even come out and said, first half against the Jaguars, we're cutting those guys up. We're I am destroying this team single-handedly. And he gets no production in the second half because I think they went a little too far into their shell. It's like, well, we got to have Matt Collins on the field because he's bigger and he brings something as a run blocker. <laughs> I bet you that's I bet you that's part of the justification because it's the t- it's the thing that they do the best right now. You know, it's they're they're like a run first team. And you know, Derek Carr hasn't had this great season. He's had this really emotional press conference where he got yeah, really yeah, upset yeah. about it. And I, I you feel kind of feel for the guy and he made a point too it's like 
I don't want to sit here and be questioning the coaches because, like, they've accomplished a hell of a lot more than me in this league, right? Like, Josh McDaniels has won cha- championships as a coordinator. A lot of the dudes he brought from New England have won championships, right? And, like, Derek Carr isn't, hasn't won anything. So I get his point there. But, like, um, yeah, I, I really don't know. I think I think that this obviously this experiment is not going well. Um, but, again, I think expectations got a little out of whack when they traded for Devontae Adams, which I think they only kind of did because they felt like they were close. Well, maybe the end because like Devontae Adams really wanted to do it. Like he wanted to leave green Bay and go play with his buddy. Like, didn't you've seen all the stuff where it's like, these guys have talked about playing together forever. Like I think Devontae Adams wanted to come play there, but not as if it got him any discount discount. They paid first and second round pick and they paid him more money than God. So um, <laughs> I think it just, it just gave, it just gave expectations a little too much juice to the point that, you know, we were all talking in the preseason, like the Raiders, they, what if I mean, people literally were out there? Like the chiefs could be the fourth best team in the AFC West. You're, you're, you're on drugs. Okay. Like Patrick Mahomes is still quarterback. Jesus. He, he still exists. The Raiders were just never going to be in that mix. They were never because they're not even no. like Denver. Even if like if Russell Wilson has was the player we thought he was going to be, they still right. had a good a good good roster. Um, I oh, think yeah. their skill position talent was overrated. Um, but but still and solid. Then they've suffered injuries, but it was still yeah. solid. And their yeah. defense was rock oh, solid. And their offensive yeah. line, you know, before some injuries, was really good as well. But the Raiders just never had that roster. They had what should have been a great passing game. And that's really it. They surprisingly got a great year out of their running back. And then their, their offensive school guys have been hurt. So it's like what should have been their biggest strength has actually been the Mac Holland show, as you say, which is, is not what it's supposed to be. Um, I'll just talk about usage here just for a little bit. And you're saying, well, of course, Mac Holland is going to be out there because you know, he's going to play flanker. He's going to play opposite. He's going to play outside opposite of Devonte Adams, obviously, um, Hunter Renfro can't play out there. Well, listen, hold up now. Hunter Renfro last year played 30% of his snaps as an outside wide receiver. He had 43% of his receptions, 44 receptions lined up as an outside wide receiver. 35% of his receiving yards came as an outside wide receiver. Six of his nine touchdowns came when he was an outside wide receiver. So listen, dude, I don't want to hear that Hunter Renfro can't play outside opposite of Devontae Adams. To me, that is a huge mistake by Josh McDaniels to not understand and not have seen that this dude can line up out there and be successful and be productive. (laughs) You can't sit there and tell me Mac Hollins needs to be on the field like 90% of the time. Like, it's fine if you want to use his big body in certain situations. Like he's a situational player, dude. Like he's not an every down guy to me. By the way, so 30% last year outside wide receiver for for Hunter Renfro. This year that number's all the way down to like 10 or 12%. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um usage is a little bit it, it's different for Hunter Renfro this year and you could put that squarely on Josh McDaniels. Yep. I know I'm with you, man. Like I think Hunter Renfro showed the ability to be like a flanker slot hybrid guy. And now he's been almost an exclusive slot guy, which I think is disappointing. Um, you know, he's obviously again, injuries, like you mentioned, but he, the, the, you listed the stats off perfectly that there are several games where he's under 80% of the snaps. Like that just can't happen. Like he's too good of a football player. And, and by the way, like of course, Devonte Adams and, 
um, you know, Derek Carr shared a history together. You know, they played in college, mm-hmm. right? But and I'm sure they could they got back on the same page fairly quickly, even if Adams' efficiency stats haven't been great. His quarterback is not having that good of a year. But I mean, how many times did you know, it takes so much trust? to have the quarterback and the slot receiver be on the same page on those option routes. You know, you have to really, really trust that dude. And Hunter Renfro killed it on those option routes last year, which was basically like the best plays in their offense. Cause I mean, Darren mm-hmm. Waller wasn't at the peak of his powers last year either. Like right. Hunter Renfro was their best offensive player at times last year. Um, you know, even like, I even got on John Gruden a lot for not playing uh, Hunter Renfro more. Like wh- why, like you got a surprising rookie season out of this guy. And like you basically in 2020 just kind of buried him. Uh, and then you finally bring him back out in 2020. When he has this great season. He gets contract extension from this regime. And then they make him a pure <laughs> slot receiver. And you know, right. th- you need to have that guy out there in two wide receiver sets, you know, or yes. you need to have that guy out there for sure. Not, not Matt Collins. I agree with you. I think that's a, that's a pretty bad coaching um, problem. And, you know, it's just, it was one of those things too. And again, we talk about the Raiders coming into this year. We talk about, Oh, well, they, they could be competitive in the AFC West. It's like, are we sure Josh McDaniels like has right. just learned his lesson? And, you know, look, I don't hear a lot of like, I don't know that any of the players are coming out and like throwing him under the bus or anything like that. But um, I don't know. It's just, how, do people really, can people really change? It's a question. I mean, it's a question worth asking in life, James, question worth asking football <laughs> coaches too. That's right. Can people really change. You know, he does all this stuff that rubs people the wrong way um, as the head guy in Denver. Right. Is that still going on? I mean, those questions are going to be asked. Uh, it sounds like Mark Davis is not going to fire Josh McDaniels one year into his uh, I mean, he coaching can't afford career. to. I mean, yeah. as we know, that's the Raiders a, yeah, are one of the more w- one of the more financially strapped, you know, franchises in the NFL. It's like we talked about this on, on our direct TV show. It's like at the end of the day, he can't do it because he can't afford to do it. Like if you get rid of this guy. All right. Well, who are you going to bring in? Uh, if you bring in somebody if you bring in somebody cheaper, that means they're not well-known. And if they're not well-known, people are going to say, well, we didn't get a coaching upgrade. Right. So like, what, why did we make this move? You know? So it's just, man, I don't know. I, I feel like they're priced into having Josh McDaniels here for another two to three years. Um, but again, his track record has shown that he's not that great of a coach. Um, so I just wonder what's going to happen here with this franchise they're, they're locked in with, I think they're locked in with Derek Carr too, right? So it's like they've paid Devontae Adams all this money. They've given Derek Carr all this money, Josh McDaniels all this money. It's like, oh they boy. Can a, they can they can sneakily get out of that Derek Carr contract, but they are, you know, they, they're certainly locked into this version of the team if they keep Carr around. That is, that's tough, man. <laughs> that's that's a tough situation to be in man all right hey listen um all right uh as always if you guys uh would be so kind like and subscribe to the show that would be great you could find matt on youtube as well by the way uh posting a lot of these clips um in video format for your enjoyment they're nice and short as well which is cool if you don't want to listen to the whole show that's cool find him on youtube as well and of course you can find us both on twitter and on the discord um if you guys are subscribers to the website reception perception.com all right for matt Harmon, i am james co we will catch you in a couple of days here we'll see you